Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us this morning. But before we get into the Word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for today, and we thank you that your grace is sufficient for us, Lord, and that we don't have to worry about food or clothing or drinks, Lord, because that you'll provide for us, Lord, and you always give us what we need, Lord. We thank you for the protection that you've given us, Lord, that you cause us to grow, Lord, that you cause us to succeed and excel. So we just thank you for your blessings, Lord, and we thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are glad to have you with us as we continue um, our study on the Lord's house. We're actually getting ready to wrap that up as mm-hmm. the Lord has, um, I'll say, is leading us. Mm-hmm. Not has, but he has led us and he is leading us. Yeah, he signaled he's ready for a transition. That's it. We've completed that task and he's ready mm-hmm. to move forward. And, uh, and with that, we will give you a heads up. We will be covering the book of Acts next. That's where the Lord's leading us. Um, Amen. It's, it's separate, but it's a, it's a, it is an extension of the Lord's house study, if you will, because there is a, there's that transition as we were talking about from, these are all the things in the house to how do we, our role, what's, or what is our role in building his house? And we see, we will see how it was done and examine it through looking at the first church. So um, we'll put some some links in the description uh, that you guys can get a, um, well, you guys, the listeners, can um, get a preview on and uh, get an overview of, of the book of Acts before we dive into it. So, um, so check that out, please. And then also, I'd like to thank everyone that has liked subscribed mm-hmm. and shared the episodes thus far thank you for doing that it, it is a blessing it. and um you know we just want to extend our, our gratitude and our, our thankfulness to the lord and also for you to you for being obedient to his leading and and our asking um mm. and for all the new listeners we ask that if you are blessed by the episode that you like it that you subscribe on this and any number of the platforms where you can find a day of prayer and that you share the episode so Others can grow in not just knowledge, but in relationship with our Lord and Savior. And they too can be blessed. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this morning we're going to do things a little different. Um, honey, honey. Yes, my love. Um, you have something for the Lord that you're being led to share with all of us that pertains to our study in the Lord's house. So I would like to turn it over to you and... Um, so you can lead us. Okay. Well, so I guess when we started this, started talking about this, and, and the Lord started speaking to us it was back in October of 2021, mm-hmm. um, it's, so, it's so beautiful to watch the Lord do what he, he likes to do, because when he's in command, when Jesus is actually allowed to fulfill the role of head to the church, he makes arrangements so that all of his body is in the right place doing the right thing at the right time. So today's... Um, lesson is titled 
taking your place in Christ uh, in the perfect will of God. And it relates to the house of the Lord in this way. When we look at the scriptures, it's easy to go, okay, you know, we spent quite a bit of time talking about all the details of the temple or the tent of meeting and all the things that God uh, prescribed and described and wanted placed there and how each of those things was linked and pointing to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And because it's in, you know, the Old Testament and, and it appears to be in a fixed place in time in history, we go, okay, well, that was somebody else. And we we close it up, we fold the book up, you know, and then we, we put it away and we're done. But there is still an active role for us today. And we each have a place in Christ. So we want to talk about that. We're going to start with John chapter 14, uh, looking at verses two through four. Will someone read that for me, please? I will. Okay, thank you. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you, receive you to myself, that where I am, there, may be, there you may be also. And where I go you know, and the way you know. Amen. Actually, can you go ahead and read verses 5 and 6 for me, please? Yes, Mom. <clears throat> Thank you. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Okay. Thank you, sweetheart. And so in, instantly when we read that, what's the first thing that you think of? Heaven. Heaven, right? Yes. And it would be salvation, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Jesus saying that I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father. That's salvation and the, the place that he was going to prepare. We think of heaven. And so I just want to, I want to say that salvation is not just about going to heaven one day. And it's more so about being a part of God's family. Mm-hmm. And because we're a part of his family, doing and completing the task that he's assigned to us to do. So let's look at and kind of examine some words in, in verse two. Kamisha? Yes. May I read that section out of the Passion Translation? Please. I think it's a, a, a really good um, version for this particular section that you're reading. Okay. I want to make sure. Um, just feel like I want to share it. Okay. Excellent. If my, there we go. All right. My father's house has many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly, because I go to prepare a place for you. And when everything is ready, I will come back and take you to myself so that you will be where I am. And you already know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Master, we don't know where you are going. So how could we know the way there? Jesus explained, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. So we often talk about the manifold wisdom of God, right? Which, which basically means that God is able to do, it looks like to a human being, one action, but it touches multiple layers and is able to reach multiple things all at the same time. So let's look at the word house. 
the Greek word is oikia. It means a house, an inhabited edifice, a dwelling, and in the inmates of a house, the family, property, wealth, and goods. Le Charles, can you read Ephesians 3.15 for me? Yes, my. Ephesians 3.15, mm-hmm. from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Amen. So we become a part of God's family through Jesus Christ. And within that, we receive our assignment to do work in the earth. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes. Yes. Okay. The word mansion or monet is a staying, a residence, the act or place, an abode or a mansion the word place or topos is place any portion or space marked off as it were from surrounding space an inhabited place as a city a village a district a place a passage or a passage in a book metaphorically it's the condition or station held by one in any company or assembly it's an opportunity power or an occasion for acting and then prepare it's Het oi madzo, hard to say. Make the necessary preparations or to get everything ready. And metaphorically, it's drawn from the oriental custom of sending on before kings on their journeys or the persons to level the roads and make them passable. So imagine old, older times where they rode in their little carts and then they would send out runners and people to make the pathway smooth for them so that they were able to pass over. Whether they put planks down, they rake the dirt, build a bridge, whatever they needed to do so the king could take his way. Okay? Yes. They fixed all the potholes. Hey, that's right. (laughs) That's right. That's key. So when we think about those things, we see that as a part of God's family, we have a role that he prepared for us. We, we want to just fly away to heaven when we get saved and, you know, kick back on flowery beds of ease. But when we look at Jesus and what he did in the earth, because he is the head and we are his body. So that means we're like him. We are part of him in the earth. He said in John chapter 17, verse four, I have glorified you on earth. This is Jesus talking to the father in prayer. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. When Jesus departed and ascended to the Father, he left us gifts, right? And the the chief gift would be the Holy Spirit to prepare the way for us and give us ability to do the things that he wants us to do. So remember, we've looked at all the articles in the tabernacle. We've looked at all their special place, what role they filled. We looked at the people that were tasked to take care of them. And that has not stopped because Jesus ascended to the Father. It has not ceased because time has passed. God intends for us now that are a part of his family to find out what he has for us to do today in the earth on his behalf and to finish that role. When he talked about um, our dwelling place, that means that's an assignment that's only for you. It's got your name on it. So just like when you walk into a house when you're looking to buy, See your pictures on the wall. See how you fit into the role that God has for you. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. Okay. So let's take a look at John chapter 16, 
verse 13. It says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. God is very interested in continuing to do his work in the earth. He did not stop with the first church. He didn't stop with the tent of meeting. He didn't stop with just Jesus because he told us that we would do greater works than he did. He meant for us to carry on and complete the task that God gave us. So we're just going to keep looking at some scriptures just to kind of solidify that in our mind, that the Lord, when he brought salvation to us, it was his will for us to do exactly what he did while he was here in the earth and not to fly off to heaven. <laughs> okay. I know that I prayed for that. When I first got saved, I was like, Lord, whew, I don't know if I'm going to make it much longer. You know, take me home now <laughs> so I can make sure I get in. You know, I may be the only one who felt that way. But if not, if you had thoughts like that, then I just want to encourage you. It's time to spend time with the Holy Spirit. As you read the word of God, ask him to show you your place in him so that you're able to fulfill that role and begin working on it. And he always meant for us to hold the Holy Spirit's hand step by step, day by day, to carry out what God wants. Tamisha? Yes. I know for myself personally, and this might be valuable for others, also ask him to remove the lies that you already believe. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. Because you have more lies than you realize that you've embraced <laughs> that are hindering the message that the Holy Spirit is trying to share with you. And the Holy Spirit is a gentle spirit. He doesn't just yell and scream at you. And if mm -hmm. you want to hang on to those old lies, they'll hinder you from moving forward in things that God has clearly ordained and destined for you. Amen to that. That is very true. And that's why in the armor of God, we have the belt of truth because the Holy, Holy Spirit stabilizes us with the truth. That's how he guides us by providing the truth. And yes. if you spent one day living outside of Christ, then you've been affected or impacted by the environment around you, the world. And the world has nothing to offer but lies. And, um, doesn't mean that we don't love people, but how can you, speaking by the father of lies, tell the truth or present God's plan and perspective? It's an impossibility. It's an impossibility. So uh, let's look at Matthew chapter 16. And as, and as I said, we're going to go over these scriptures and it may sound like they're repetitive, but it's to establish the truth in us. So as you said, Dean, those lies will be uprooted. And as you walk with the Lord, as you hear, remember that God is always guiding us into truth. His word is truth. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. And we're reflecting now on when God, when Jesus said he would prepare a place that means give us everything we need, make the road passable and level the roads so that we can carry on with our journey says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is important because this is one of our tools that God gave us. Okay? Yes. yes because he intends for us to do the work. Then we have um, the Holy Spirit being given, being given in Acts chapter 1. Um, And we will be touching on that more um, after chapter one and chapter two, um, the Holy Spirit being given and 
the Holy Spirit was given to empower us to do the will and the work of God in the earth, right? Finish the journey, the things that Christ left for us to do. When he went to heaven, he gave gifts to men. And it wasn't just, I gave something to the pastor or the, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, and the teacher. It wasn't just that. It was each of us being assigned a role in him. Now we have the ability to take our place. Prior to um, Jesus' blood being shed and, and him being raised from the dead, we didn't see a widespread working of people in their mission in the earth in the way that we have available to us now. Yes, people could join in with God as they, they found and they noticed and they participated. They had a place, but the ones that are mo mostly highlighted, we see like with the, um, the Levites and things of that nature. And I just wanna encourage everyone, it is not just for what we would call the fivefold ministry that God has created a place. When you think of a human body, there are billions of cells on the body that each cell comes together to make up organs, organ systems, tissues, all of those things, and each one of them is needed. And you and I are not insignificant to Jesus Christ and to the Father. So the mentality and the concept that it's only reserved for special people to have a destiny is not true. That's one of those lies that needs to be plucked up. If God has called you to um, run a daycare and that's your ministry coming forth because it's submitted to him and that's what the Lord has placed on your heart, he desires you to fulfill that role because he wants you to teach the children how to love him, how to look for him and follow him and to be the light in their presence. You might be the only light they see all day long. You don't know what conditions that they live in. But it matters to Christ that you do what you're supposed to do, even if it seems small. Right? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 7. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So we know that what God does it works. It has a pattern that it follows. It has a system and it's able to reproduce. He's not interested in just having frozen figures, you know, figurines on a shelf that never do anything. He wants us to do what he, whatever it is that he puts in our heart to do and to finish it. And I keep, I keep saying that because it's important. Mm -hmm. It's easy to be discouraged. It's easy to be drawn away into maybe comparing yourself with someone else. And going, well, it doesn't look like them, so it's not important. And then you drop the work and it never gets finished. I know that I can, I can say that for my own life, especially in the way American culture is um, organized today. It is focused more so on being social with other people and comparative in focus than it is on being um, Christ-focused and purpose, Christ-given purpose moving that that movement is not necessarily encouraged it's always about an entertainment and what is everybody else doing and being around them and not taking the narrow way go ahead Dean. 
just uh, something that the Lord has been sharing with me all week is the reminder of I'm trying to put it in the right words. I don't want it to be such a, a declarative statement, but most everything that we see with our natural eyes is fake. Amen to that. Amen so, so to like that. So like what you're seeing that you may be comparing yourself to isn't even real. <laughs> so don't compare yourself to anything. Only compare yourself to am I being obedient in this moment to what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do? Mm-hmm. It, it, we really live in an age where, so, I mean, we, I, don't want to, I don't want to use the word fake in front of news, but there's information that comes to us from news outlets that's incorrect. There are people posting beautiful pictures of their marriage where they're abusing each other. There are images of beautiful people that um, are photoshopped. There, I could go on and on and on. It is most of you, what you see that you believe to be real is fake if you're only using your natural eyes to see it. Amen to that. And all of it's meant to draw you away from looking at the one who sourced you, the one who created you, the one who ordained you, and to looking at someone else and taking another perspective. So it's important that you have the understanding and the truth within yourself from the word of God. And I say within yourself, not that it comes of yourself, but it's in your spirit. It's written on your heart that God has a plan for you and the plan and the path that he wants you to take. That's what's good. You don't need to add what anybody else is doing or saying. You don't need to add any other opinions. If someone's speaking by the spirit of the Lord to you as directed by God, the Holy Spirit will make that known to you. And I'm not saying exclude other people and you don't need people to surround you and love you to Jesus. I'm not saying that either, but Jesus has to be the focus. He just does because he is the one who will never fail. He is the only one who always only ever tells the truth and always only ever has the right motive in what he does and says, right? Humans. Yes. yes. We are humans and we're subject to our humanity at times. So put your focus on him and make sure that you understand what he called you to do is good. It's valuable. It has purpose. Okay. And finishing it is necessary because our Lord and Savior said, I glorified you, Father, by finishing the work that you mm-hmm. gave me. Okay? Yes. I know that in myself, I've seen myself, watched me get discouraged, especially if it took time or I didn't understand the outcome. I've, you know, and then it seems like other people who aren't living for God, they're just flying off down the road and here I am still struggling <laughs> or walking with the Lord in the path. But then the Holy Spirit always reminds me, Kamisha, if you do what I ask you to do, I am well pleased. And then the extra caveat is, who's well done are you looking for? (laughs) Whose heaven do you plan to get into? Are you looking to go to? Is it your neighbor's heaven? Or that does not exist, by the way, or is it mine? So I'm okay, yeah, it's yours, Jesus. (laughs) That helps me stay focused. (laughs) All right. Honey, did you have something you wanted to add? Some thoughts? No, not, not yet. Okay. Let's look at some more things. Um, Charles, can you look at Luke chapter 19, verse 13 for me? And promise, can you go to Romans chapter 8, verse 17? Yes. Mommy, was it Luke 19, 13? Yes. I'm there. Okay. And, and promise, you were Romans 8, 17. Yes, Mom, I'm there. Okay. And then I'm going to go to Romans chapter 5, 17. Okay, go ahead, LaCharles. 
So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and he said to them, Do business till I come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. So that that is a parable that Jesus was speaking that represents the kingdom. And there is business that we as the body of Christ must tend to. And for the the business is Jesus' business. It's not our business that we must tend to. Not that God isn't concerned about the things that are important, like what we will eat, as you mentioned in prayer, Layla, what we will drink, what we will put on, where we're going to live, all of those things that are referenced in Matthew chapter um, 6. And he says, don't worry about it. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So God knows that we have need of daily um, daily covering, daily food, you know, items that are necessary for our daily life. He understands that. But he wants us to put our focus on what's his business that needs to be carried out, taking us back to God has a role for us today. We have a place in the house of God, in the body of Christ, to finish the work that God assigned and wants to be done in the earth. And it's appropriate for us to be in season. Promise, can I have you read yours, please? Yes. And of children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Amen. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Amen. And then I'll read five, Romans 5.17. It says, if, For if by one man's offense death reigned through one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Christ Jesus. Again, that's putting us into our place. That's having us take our roles in the body of Christ. Some of you might know that I work in um, the medical field. And one thing that I see with the, with the human body is if one organ is lacking, if it's under-functioning, meaning it's not doing its job, the other organs jump in and start working harder on their systems, trying to make up the difference for what that particular organ isn't doing. Now, a liver can never be the lungs, kidneys can never be the lungs, lungs can never be the heart, but they each start working harder in effort to cover for what's missing from the one piece, the one organ system, in particular the lungs, that's what I happen to specialize in. So when the lungs aren't doing their job, the heart works harder, the, the vascular system works harder, and then the kidneys start straining because now they're affected by the other hard work and they start trying to double what they're doing. The liver, the brain, everything you can think of starts to now be um, impacted because one system isn't doing its job. Even if one section of the lung isn't doing its part, the rest of it starts trying to work harder. So when you look at the life that God has for you and the role he wants you to play within finishing your your task and fulfilling the role that he gave you in his house, that if it's burning the incense, then burn those incense and do it with joy and do it daily and according to what he told you to do because you supply what you're supposed to supply and then the other parts will supply what they're supposed to supply. And when we come together, we will have a fully functioning and operational body and the task of the Lord will go forth. And I have to stress that it's what God wants that should be our objective because we need to focus on him and he will focus on us. That's how it works. We look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and he cares and advocates for us and takes care of what we need in the earth. 
Your destiny has been assigned to you before the foundation of the world. Honor the Lord. Fulfill your destiny. Fulfill the task that he gave you. Do it with joy. If you don't know what it is, spend time in the word of God and in prayer with the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit. And he will absolutely show you. He will not withhold from you any good thing. He will not withhold wisdom or um, abrade you for asking him for that wisdom. But ask in faith, not wavering back and forth, not with a comparative lens. Lord, what do you want me to do in light of what you're telling her to do? We understand by looking at the Gospels, when Peter said that about John, Jesus said, in, in essence, mind your business. Do what I asked you to do. Go back and read. <laughs> While they were getting their assignments from the Lord, how the Lord responded when Peter was concerned about what John's life was going to be. And he said, if I, if I ask him to stay for an indefinite time, basically, what does it have to do with you? You follow me. Okay? Yes, God mm-hmm. has good plans for you. He loves you, and he is always, always, always happy to help you and answer your questions. Amen. So there's a lot there. So let's pause there for today and allow the Holy Spirit the opportunity um, to be invited in and to minister to you. Um, there's lots of scriptures, so please you know, look them up and search to see that if what we say is true. We're not offended by that. Mm-hmm. We prefer it, actually. Amen. You know, because when it's yours, no one can take that from you. Amen. It, it takes it from being, well, I heard it from from a day of prayer once, mm-hmm. right? Or a few times, but okay, make it yours. Amen. Make sure that it's yours. No one can ever take that from you. Amen. Write it on the tablet of your heart. Amen. And you can't stand on our word, but you can stand on Jesus' word. Amen to that. Amen. So. With that being said, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Well, I just thank you for today, and I just thank you for making your word abundantly clear so that we so that we know what we're supposed to do, Lord. And, Lord, I also just thank you for showing us our destiny track so that we're not coming off to the side. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. We love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.